0: Hello, hello, welcome to the grand finale of the Tina Nzuki podcast, <laughs> season one. <laughs> I've always wanted to do that. Hi, my name is Tina Nzuki and this is the Tina Nzuki podcast. It is complemented by the Edify podcast network that you would find Edify is E-D-I-F-I. And it's an app that you need to download for you, your family, your friends, and your enemies. (laughs) Because on it, you find other fantastic podcasts like this one. So, when I said grand finale, what I meant was, this is season 12. and uh, No, this is episode 12 of an entire season. I am coming to the end of it. And what's happening in this episode is that I'm going to quickly go ahead and put everything compact everything all the seasons all the episodes into this particular podcast i'm going to introduce you to my journey of the tinanzuki podcast it was scary oh my gosh first of all the first thing you need to know is i was never like never ever, going to do a podcast i had no intention of doing it i didn't even know what to do with it i do know how to do other things but then I mean, here we are. (laughs) So allow me to walk you through my guests, their stories, and who they are. The Tina Nzuki podcast is a podcast that, you know, picks stories or absorbs stories, embraces stories of people, their lives, their, their spheres of influence, and basically the total sum of who they are. That's what the Tina podcast is about. We have wonderful people from every, you know, walk of life and it has been quite the journey. So my first guest who came on was a lady called Irene Morethi. Now she's in Kenya uh, because many of you listening to this are outside of Kenya, which is a fantastic nation. Did I just tell you that? Let's move on. She is in Kenya, but she is also um, one of the she's she's a corporate trainer and a certified life coach. Irene has a smile to boot with her name. So why did I call her in? Because Irene has been known to pick your brain and just set it in the right direction. I kid you not. Mm Mm-hmm brought her in because i wanted to understand emotional intelligence which is something she is good at talking about and she 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 laid it down for me like properly and she made me understand that emotional intelligence was the ability to understand use and manage your own emotions in a positive way now i thought that i that you know knew emotional intelligence until i realized like oh my god half of my life i don't even know what i'm doing (laughs) Anyway, Irene set me straight. So this is what happened in the first uh, episode of the Tin podcast. Emotional intelligence run through one relationship, no, self, then relationships. And then we did emotional intelligence in leadership and governance. But let me tell you, when Irene said this, it slapped different when we're talking about emotional intelligence and self.
1: And now more than ever before, Tina, Mm -hmm. people need to be emotionally intelligent. You wake up every day and you have to be intentional. Intentional. Yeah. You have to have a drive to something. Exactly. That you're going to manage your emotions. Okay. As opposed to your emotions managing you. And when you manage your emotions, you're at a better place to also manage the emotions of those around you. I like this. Because if they see you responding in a calm manner, despite the pressure... They too two begin to come down. But if you wake up, your husband is hungry. Um, okay, hungry <laughs> and, and, and hung. hung- <laughs> he's what? Hungry and hungry. Yeah, angry, angry. Oh, yes. He's angry and, and hungry. hungry. Yes. It can be either way. Yes, I get you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It, it just makes things more worse. It does. Because it does. you get into this space where you're now both arguing and Correct. the kids pick it up from there. Yes. So, how about if one of you woke up with a little bit of peace Ooh. despite the storm?
0: fantastic listen you run over to the tinanzuki podcast have a listen on the entire episode of emotional intelligence and relationships you will be happy now we ended the emotional intelligence series that's what i was calling it with episode 3 emotional intelligence in leadership and governance you know unpacking it at that time i kept thinking uh, we were smack bang in the middle of a pandemic We were learning that many of our leaders are corrupt. There was just a lot weighing down on governments and nations across the globe. Because they were dealing with a pandemic. Governments are trying to, you know, get the crisis into order, put themselves into order. It was a mess. Still is in some nations. And it was this time that I learned that leaders owe it to themselves before they owe it to the people to be responsible to be people of integrity so that this kind of trickles down to the people i loved it i loved it absolutely loved that irene was part of the beginning of the teen podcast. zuki podcast Woo-hoo! and that brought the end to um episode three yes it did and then as the podcast grew, I started finding out other things that I probably want my listeners to listen to. Maybe things that are you know you're grappling with, either as a parent, or as a teen, as a young man, you a professional. And I thought of parenting. Yeah. And this is where the Musokes check in. I'm talking about Yafesi and Joyce Musoke. They are funny. I mean, these guys, they are the funniest people I know on earth. But in case you do not know them, they're a power couple. In the film and creative industry in Kenya, you cannot do film or do an ad or get into creative writing without mentioning the names Yafesi and or Joyce Musoke. (laughs) And they are extremely, extremely humorous. They have a channel on YouTube titled A Couple of Scenes. Uh, You need to go in there and check it out. It's called A Couple of Scenes. And um, well, there's more for that. But the Musoke has checked in with what we called on this uh, fourth episode Parenting 101. What we were doing here was portraying portraying the African parenting to be very different and more disciplinarian than that of parents in the West and Europe. And trust me when I tell you this. When you have an African parent, hey, my friend, (laughs) your life will never be the same again. Never, ever, ever. Because African parenting, go straight to the guinness book (laughs) of records for just being the one thing that they got right african parents as compared to the western counterparts are not to be played with they will kill you i'm not kidding you they will kill you you know they will they, they, they say there's a saying that it takes an entire village to raise a child and this is true especially in kenya There was community beatings and community rewards. So I asked Joyce what her thoughts were, and this is what she said.
2: For example, let's actually take that example. Yes, that community. Vi- that community thing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it kind of worked then. It doesn't work so much now.
0: And why is that?
2: Why is that? Because if I, for example, go home and find that my neighbor has punished my child.
0: You'll punish the neighbor?
2: I'm going to go and ask them because yes, you. I think you need to earn the right to discipline. When I was growing up, yes. I'd get home from school. We used to get home at around 3:30. Any parent who was home at the time, I grew up in Island, so the I mean the houses were pretty close mm-hmm. to each other. Whichever parent was home at the time. If my mom hadn't gotten home from work at that time, yeah. it was not even an issue. I knew I'd go to the next house and take my Uji mm-hmm. there. We'd be given baths there if I was sick. I knew Mama Nani would take me to hospital, yeah. or give me a paracetamol,
0: yeah.
2: or or just sort me out. Correct. I had more than one mom. Mm-hmm. So because they took care, they actually earned the right to punish me. Because you have taken me to hospital when I am sick, or you have nursed my knee, my knee, if I had grazed it, when my mom is not around. then. That, uh-huh. If my mom is not around, yeah. you have yeah. also you have already earned the right yeah. to punish me if you find me doing something wrong. But, that, but now we don't have that kind of community anymore. So you you have not earned the right yeah. to, to, punish to punish my child. <laughs> my sister can punish my child or or Your discipline sister. my child because I know
0: she will not hurt the child. In not even,
2: not even just hurt the child, yes. but she has, for example, she has earned the right yes. to discipline my child, because she has been, she has already invested. She's invested love. She's invested time. But this is a
0: relative. This is this is close. a
2: relative. Now mm-hmm. we we live in such nuclear settings. I don't know my neighbor. My neighbor doesn't know me. What if it is your best friend? Can we put your best friend in that picture? Your best friend it can. It depends. Just... It depends.
0: Now. I don't want to unpack the entire episode of Parenting 101 because we packed it into two episodes. It was a two, two-way series because what they had to say could not have been packed into that one, one particular time. So again, listen to the episode, head on back to the Tinanzuki podcast and listen to the episode. There's so much more. Then we move into episode five with a beautiful girl. Oh, her name is Joy. Joy is a tiny, she's petite. I mean, she's almost not there little lady. She has a son, but joy had a broken heart. Like literally this blew me away. And so when she told me her story, she was talking about, um, you know, when you have, uh, and because I really want to explain it well, without sounding like I'm advertising a Mercedes Benz, the symbol, you know, when it has the, the three spokes that are within a circle. Well. According to the doctors that were working on her, uh, one of her spokes was broken. Yep. Listen, it's an entire story, an episode that you're going to laugh at if you go into it. There are two episodes to it. On this one, can I tell you, my the podcast had a, a bit of issue with the sound. But funny enough, it's 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 a one it's a two episodes that most people go in and go like wow and and i got a lot of um uh asians listening in because i guess they they love medicine or they love medical uh, situations (laughs) what happened to joy is that one day she just got up and she's like i'm so tired i'm very very tired and she checks into a hospital and she's told girl you're about to drop dead your blood pressure is low she's in panic mode she's like what they're dragging her around throwing a gown on her uh she's getting checked and she's being told you have a broken heart i didn't even know you can have a broken heart okay that's tina never mind moving on please go to the podcast find episode five and six of joy healing a broken heart i think you're gonna be very overjoyed yes 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 okay moving on quickly episode seven Episode seven, wow, this was very enlightening and I'll tell you why, a very long time ago in Kenya, uh, we had a TV anchor and her name was Elizabeth Ntonjira and she would come on and everybody would sit there going like, wow, at that time she was anchoring uh, at nation media group and she was the, uh, she was the news anchor and she had perfect English her tonation, articulation. I used to look and go like, girl, come on. She worked at this particular TV station for three years and three months. And then she was out of there. But her work involved going through all newspapers, <laughs> finding articles and then getting stuff done. She did a lot of editing. She really enjoyed her job. But she said she wanted something that was going to challenge her and make her work even harder. Today, this girl, Is the head of communications department mm, at AMREF and she is heading it well. You know, Uh, she's also been the head of communications department at the Competition Authority, Communications Authority of Kenya. Yes, not competition, but communications. The thing about Liz, when I found her, I found out she was married to my friend that had been with Indeista University, Andrew Mutuma. Oh! I mean, our our paths just kind of crossed. The reason I looked out for this particular guest was because she had a book out recently. And the title of the book was hashtag youth can youth, not you, but youth can. And I was so, so intrigued. I was like, come on. Let's do this. So I sat down with her and we had a conversation and she's got a beautiful house. You'll hear me drooling in the episode about it. And uh, for a woman whose face has graced our television sets, you know, during news, uh, you can't go wrong with her. When we spoke about her, her, desi- her passions, about the young people of, of the nation and even Africa, she said that we get it wrong. People, I, listen to this. We get it wrong when we assume everybody wants to be a CEO and other things. We get it wrong. She said many of the young people that are growing up in Africa want nothing more but to follow their passions and their dreams. Which to, of course, the older generation is going to look pretty small and or insignificant. Hmm. So I caught up with her. Because of this particular book, hashtag youth can. And this is what she had to say.
3: What we've created is we assume that everybody wants to be a CEO. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to be a successful entrepreneur. That's not everybody's dream. Mm-hmm. There are people who just want to make buy whatever opportunities come along and you know you could be the best cleaner in a certain organization and you're happy with that and that capability makes you open a cleaning firm Uh it helps you create job opportunities for others so we always think very far like you know i mean the reality is we cannot have a million ceos yeah, we can right. have right. fifty million CEOs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's just creating a thriving environment for people to see that when you work hard, yes, there are results. There are results, and when you're resilient, yeah. there are results.
0: And that's what you're passing on to these
3: yeah young yeah. people because so our vivreños. M- <laughs> yes, that's the bi-monthly <laughs> okay? uh, meetups. Then there's the mentorship program. So the okay. mentorship is broken into three. Okay. The mentorship within the platform. So when Tina goes to join the Listen to Njira mm-hmm. Network, mm-hmm. there are certain questions that we ask you. If you want to join the mentorship program, mm-hmm. are you in full-time employment? Mm-hmm. Are you on contract? Um, are you self-employed? What industry are you in? So when we match up different people. Oh, like fantastic. Matchmaking. Yes, it's like, I like matchmaking, that. but the corporate matchmaking. Corporate, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought
0: there's the <laughs> other one, you know, yes. and then the other one would work. <laughs> yes,
3: yes, and then we do have a program for for a campus for university students, mostly the ones who are in their final year. Um, It's called the Job Market Readiness. Um, oh. Curriculum. How do they present themselves in a working place? How do they conduct themselves? What do they say? How, How do
0: you do write a letter? Of exactly. A cover letter. Exactly. Just equipping them yeah. with
3: those soft skills. Pretty cool. Yeah. And also yeah. helping them. So what? One of the surveys we did, we realized unfortunately mm-hmm. some people don't graduate because their course requires them to get an attachment or internship. True. With a particular organization. Okay. So these young people have no. No clue where to start. They don't have those links to these organizations. Mm. So what we've done is we've worked or partnered with different organizations mm-hmm. where we ask any people within campus mm. that require an attachment or internship, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. we place them in those organizations to help them finish their course.
0: So that's Liz intonjira Mutuma. And, uh, as of August, 2020, she had a network up and running. Uh, it turned one year with about 2,500 members. There were 68 people joining every day and they have a mentorship program. She's into youth advocacy and her passion for writing is what gave birth to the book youth can. So listen, listen to the rest of the podcast to hear about, uh, a young man. Yes. Within the book, I forgot to tell you, there's a young man in the book who became Rwanda's youngest minister. That's right. Rwanda. The, the youngest minister is about what, 24, 25, 26. You know, you, you want to love it. It's an episode of resilience, power, and reward. And I was so grateful that I hosted Liz in Tonjira. Oh, check into episode, I think this is eight or nine. <laughs> Let me tell you the story of this episode. This episode has the titling of Yummy Mummy, she's an influencer. She is different. She is a fierce influencer. Fierce, my friend. She's very popular because this lady, her real name is called Joanne. That's her real name. And she has gone ahead to make a name for herself as an influencer that cannot be, you can't get these stories from anywhere else. So on the day of the episode, I remember I had asked her to meet me at another place where I was going to get my gear Uh, production gear too and I told her to wait for me I was gonna show up we had arranged a particular time folks let me tell you (laughs) I arrived late I was so late so what happened in between is that Joanne got mad with me she did so she gets onto Instagram and she tells the world Tina is late And she said, I don't understand what's wrong with Tina. Why is she this late? Do you know where I was? I was on the back of a motorbike holding on for dear life. Telling that rider, turn left. We turn left. Turn right. We turn. Man, it was crazy. I felt like I was in the Grand Prix. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yes. True story. So I turn up late and she's there, she's sitting and she's, she's going to kill me. I'm like, this girl is going to kill me, but she did. She's Kenyan influencer, yummy mommy. She's become an internet Kenyan sweetheart, uh, following her beautiful weight loss journey. So I sat down to ask her, why in the world do you want to be an influencer? One. And two, when you go into her stories on Instagram, uh, she, she will open up about everything. She will open up about her gray hairs. How she's not gonna go ahead and hide them. She's, she, she will open up about everything. She's relatable to the average Kenyan woman. She's co parenting. She's married. She's got beautiful children. She's got about 170,000 followers on Instagram. She's a digital content creator. And she's been a TV show host. She's crazy, let me tell you. So, when I sat down and talked to her, and she was fast. So when you listen to this episode with Yummy Mummy, she talks really fast. She's like, and I'm thinking, I used to talk quick. No, this girl can go. I loved it when she talked about her co-parenting and what she's decided to do. But I also asked her about, you know, later in life. Because the internet, you know, the internet never lies. Her children are going to find stories and pictures of her later on. Was she afraid? Is she afraid of what is going to happen? But this is what she had to say. There's so much money on social media. So much money. (laughs) So I wish... Stop shouting. (laughs) Everybody's going (laughs) to... But the internet is broad. Everyone can make it there. Everyone can can make it. All the things I would see about motherhood in Kenya, someone just like, oh, being pregnant was great. I was like, no. No, it wasn't. (laughs) No one is talking about this. I want to speak about my own experiences. And I wasn't doing it with the intention of becoming a content creator or an influencer. It's (laughs) just that I just wanted an outlet. Fantastic! You love it? Go over there to the Tidanzuki podcast. <clears throat> Remember, this is the final season, so I'm just taking you through. I'm doing a recap. That's a word. Yeah, I'm doing a recap of all the episodes that we have done. So, guess what happened in episode nine? I got to sit down with my first university crush. <laughs> I know. I was in campus when I had a crash. Oh, and then I crashed because he wasn't interested in me. And I found out later why. And this is why this particular episode was done. This man by the name of Kevin Mochiro is, he's amazing. He is funny. He, he has such a lovable spirit and he is crazy. He's hilarious. I love him because what Kevin has been through I know we all talk about, oh, when life throws lemons at you, make lemonade, you know, take whatever is coming at you and run with it, you're gonna be fine. Kevin, on the other hand, my goodness, I'm talking author, activist, playwright, all rolled in one. But he's also a fitness, you know, freak. (laughs) He's a writer, he's a poet, he's a journalist, he's a communicator, he's a podcaster. You need to find his podcast. It's called Nipe Story. That is Swahili for Give Me a Story. And Nipe is N-I-P-E. He's an activist. Uh, I said that. He's a cultural enthusiast. Uh, Man, he's got tattoos from here to Timbuktu. No, he doesn't. He's just got some. He got recently appointed to the Amnesty Kenya Board. He's had a battle with cancer. He didn't stop. Ah. But the reason why he was recently accepted into the Amnesty International Kenya board is because he's their first openly gay board member. And he has gone ahead to publish a book titled, Invisible Stories from Kenya's Queer Community. It's a collection of stories from Kenya's queer community and he has spoken at TEDx programs. He's, you know, ah, but this interview had to be done because you know why? I am known to always ask the uncomfortable questions, just because I love clarity, for real. I hate being stuck in the grey areas, it's either white or black with me. So coming on the show for me was a big thing, it was a huge thing, because um, not just having Kevin there to, you know, tell me about toned knees, <laughs> which he did by the way, and Doma, Doma is an arrowroot, it's arrowroot in Kenya. It's a tuba, you know that, right? But I did not know, oh man, I did not know that Nduma is a thickener. How was I supposed to know that? You know? Anyway, back to me telling you about Kevin. Kevin being gay for me was, when I first heard about it years ago, it was a shocker. Because I was like, come on, (laughs) you know? And loving Kevin the way I did, I needed to hear his story. And afterward, when he he started his battle with cancer, oh, I bawled like a baby. I would sit down and I'd cry and I'd go to God, please <laughs> heal Kevin. And Kevin fought that cancer like crazy. He's run marathons. He has biked. I mean, come on, take that Louis Armstrong. He's the only guy I know that did you know uh, Tour de France. But uh, Kevin. Fantastic. Listen, this is what came up in the interview. Oh, and we had, you will hear once in a bit in the interview, uh, as I talked to him in the, in this particular episode, we had uh, an audience of one. (laughs) We had a crazy friend of ours called Nemo Mathenge, who has been in uh, USA Hollywood for about 22 years. And then she flew back in. She was our cheering squad. I mean, she was the audience of one. She would clap. She would say, yay. And she'd ask questions but we really had a deep conversation. So here's part of it.
4: I live moment by moment
0: for you was a day at a time not
4: moment by moment
0: moment by moment because
4: i could be, wake up feeling well and then i'm like whoa especially during treatment i'm like i'm nausea. i'm sick i'm got, you know i'm just tired fatigue you know yeah. and i'm like i just want to die you know yeah. so yeah. it's 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 that moment by moment and then that could last an hour and then next thing you're tops you're like hey i'm not sick and then you then know people are like uh,
0: isn't that because okay? people
4: want i think it's people's fears
0: they haven't been taught. They have no clue what they're looking for, looking at. So we all I mean, enter Google and write, dear Google. You, you know? know, but you,
4: you you, sort of have learned to respect the human spirit. Yes. That's what one of the many lessons that cancer has taught me. Going back to your original question, when... Um, I found out. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting, like on this the highway here called Mpagadiwe, there used yes. to be a cancer center. Yes, and yes. once time I was passing there and the word Texas Cancer Center. Can, yeah, Texas so the word just center. cancer just jumped at me so bizarrely. And I'm like,
0: hmm, okay.
4: And then I've always said I could either get cancer or HIV. You, you know, said that to yourself. I just like, if there are two things that I got to get maybe it would be HIV, AIDS or cancer. Okay. So, and, and, and you know, and that did, oh, okay. And I don't know why it jumped at me. Okay. Left it at that, bad. Um, and then your
0: life went on.
4: You don't think twice about stuff like that. All right. And then, so I'm really abbreviating the story. Go ahead, go ahead. That's fine. Um, So when I was in hospital, I went, I'd I'd had a a pain with my back. Um, I had a fracture, fractured vertebrae. Mm -hmm. So when I went back, my doctor was like, this hasn't improved and everything. Went through a battery of tests. And by then, when they got the results of the test, they're like, it could be either two things, pulmonary TB or multiple myelova. I was in Uganda at that time for okay. work, so the guys like, "Come to Nairobi now. now." Like, that was when it really freaked
0: me out. Okay, did you just jump onto the next flight?
4: I, well, I couldn't because I was far from the airport. I, mean, I know, okay. I know, I know what you mean. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm gonna hit you with this microphone. And I then mean, it becomes I, but you know, this was this, this, this was a, host beats up guest. Mm-hmm. Yes.
4: So I was in I was I was this hotel I was in this hotel in Uganda. Yes. And I I went to a bar. Not to drink, but I asked the guy for a pen and paper and I just right. noted down everything that, you that the doctor to drink. was. I'm joking. The, that was, I should have done that. <laughs> that the doctor was telling me just so that I could remember. Correct. Right. You know, what is this disease and everything. Mm-hmm. And then I went back to my room. I called one of my best friends. Then I'm like, I've been told this. Went to my room, emailed the family saying I'm coming back to Nairobi. The but doctor. you didn't tell
0: them why.
4: I, I, the thing is, for me, along the way, I've just almost—I've been full disclosure, control the narrative. So, nice. the, and and I think knowledge, knowledge is power, and you take away the strength of 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 the disease or whatever from people. Correct. Right. Okay. So, okay. um, eventually, and I just started a new job, so I'm like, I have to go back to Kenya. My doctor's this this. So that this was, I think, of Wednesday Wednesday evening. Mm-hmm um that wednesday i was admitted i walked in happily singing clapping and laughing mm-hmm. and to the aga khan hospital here in nairobi next thing the orderly is telling me yep the nurse nice lie flat don't, don't move, move until tomorrow morning and i was being spoon fed
0: are you freaked out by this time or you uh, just yeah
4: like- yeah hmm. and i'm like what the hell you know, and I and I used to have a brace, so the yeah, doctor was like, Where where yeah, yeah, wear that brace when you come in." You know, so I'm like, I'm like, this morning I was having um, eggs Benedict in yeah. Uganda. Eggs Benedict, there, some. You do know that, yeah.
0: You're, you know, <laughs> originally Mr. and Mrs. Benedict. As you know,
4: yeah, yeah. Quite so I'm, I'm having eggs Benedict <laughs> at, 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 you know, the Serena in Uganda. Now yeah. this guy is feeding me, feeding me rice with a spoon.
1: <laughs> Seven. In one okay.
4: day, okay, you
0: know, I'm gonna laugh because it's no, really but you, so- I mean,
4: like I, like I said, moment by moment, you're here, and then the next thing, like, like, this guy is feeding me. This <laughs> morning, I was having eggs Benedict.
0: <laughs> I guess how you. life yeah. is, okay. you know. So the following, and
4: I slept was the most uncomfortable night because I'd never slept the with a brace. Yeah, yeah. The breath, with a brace. With a brace. So the following day, the doctor says, you know, runs running tests. Mm-hmm. It was easy for me to accept my cancer diagnosis because I'd been told I'd been given two options. It was either one A or Or B. B. So for a long time, for a week, I was really hoping for A. And when I tested negative for A, I knew it was only B. Um, My initial reaction was, I might just say this once. I'm like, this shit is not gonna get me. Okay. Uh, We're gonna fight. And the reason is because my favorite aunt had... We had just buried her. Okay. She died of breast cancer. So I'm like, this is not going to be my story. No. I'm like, no. This, this is not going to be another Mochiro, Botella thing. No. No. I'm, I'm like, nah. Because my, my grandmother died of cancer in mm. the 60s. There's an aunt of mine who was diagnosed with breast cancer, but she didn't have cancer. Yes. But are that related? And then Judy, yes. well, you know, I'm like, yeah. nah.
0: Not happening. It's not happening. Okay.
4: So... And I think having had a coming out story as well, I was yes. very open about it. Yes. You know, um, and it was I, the acceptance came really easily. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is with cancer, there's a lot of guilt that comes with it.
0: How come?
4: Because cancer is expensive. Oh. You know, so I was there in bed, like, right? so now I have this amount of money, da da da, 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 da. I was costing
0: oh, in bed
4: because I'm like... Really, yeah. Kevin? Yeah. <laughs> First of you all, well,
0: you cannot you not think about yeah, it. Yeah, you
4: don't want to burden your family with this thing. And you're like, I'm a single person, there's no one, you know, the family, you know, you. it's, it's yeah, all those it's things, all things that, that, that are going, going through, through your, your head. head. Yes. Um, yeah, so it was that. Um, but I, I'm i just really grateful for the people who've supported me from yes. all over, <laughs> you know. Um and along the way that i mean it will be 5 years since my diagnosis in october in october next month and i know october will always be mm-hmm, significant mm-hmm. in my life okay um so i think for me it was the love and the support i got from all, right. from, all from all from all fronts yeah um it shocked very many people because um, a few months ago, I was preparing for an ultra marathon. Yes. You know, I was really into, I was at my fittest. And I love that, to that just say, year. Yes. When,
0: when, after the news came out and, th- there's a time you went completely quiet. And this is me thinking, where's Kevin? Well, I, I knew you I Yes, you did. You went okay. quiet. Okay. And it upset me. So anyway, <laughs> you went quiet and I'm thinking, where's Kevin? The next thing I see, I think you're either biking or running. You, you had on your, your running shorts and, you are like, and I'm thinking <laughs> he's running again. Yay! I will not kid you. Thank this you. is me who I'm looking at your picture, and again I just started bowling. I'm like, That's this funny. can only be God. You know, this man is out of a bed running.
4: But my with doctor no used hair. to my doctor but used you know. to tell me off. Why are you in bed? He would. Yeah, and I think it's very psychological because oh. you're like, it's like walk See, now. Yeah, yeah. walk to the, at least the nurses station and come back. You know, and I realized, looking back, I realized what he was doing. It's like you, you can't, don't be stuck here, don't wallow. Instead, you get stuck here. In your yeah, head. exactly. Oh, and that whole that phrase, yeah. that whole phrase that um, is the cancer battle is all in your mind. Like when people say it's in your mind, you'll be well. I'm like, I don't understand what you are saying,
0: <laughs> but whatever. Do you get offended Thank when say that? Thank you for the lucid, oh. you know. <laughs> Do you get offended when no, they say no, no, that? No, but you I, don't get cause offended
4: because I, cause I yeah. learned what it is. Mm-hmm. It's the battle. This thing is, is is you fight a good chunk of it in your mind.
0: Okay.
4: As cliche as that statement maybe yeah. be, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and basically that was it. And I just want to again, I want to say this again, yeah. reiterate this. Thank you to everyone who supported me with your prayers and your good wishes. We love you. Love. No, I love
0: you, Kevin. Thank you. Yeah.
4: Thank you. And it comes from a from a very I will Don't never scare
0: me again like that.
4: Ever have enough words to say thank you. Never.
0: Yeah. You, you're you you're such a I'm not I'm not gonna say old soul, but you're such Guy. a soul with me. <laughs> well, old man. You're just a soul that you you absorb all you're just so loving. Thank you. I'm
4: just I'm, you know? I'm just um, I'm just, um, just don't
0: do that again. Right. I would okay. not
4: like to do it but <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> I told people cancer found me.
0: And you kicked it out.
4: Um I I'm not that I don't use phrases like that because I'm a lot more grounded. I'm like, that was when one you say grounded.
0: Thing. What is that like mentally?
4: Just chilled. Yeah, I'm like, you don't know, I, and I don't know what. Don't well, know. I, I know I'd have to dig deep if it comes back, okay. and sometimes I'm scared that I don't have the strength <laughs> to dig that deep,
0: Does, and that
4: is the reality of it. And, and, and you know, mm-hmm. when I was in, I went to India for a stem cell transplant, yeah. and I, people like, okay, fine, we need to now test your brothers so that when it uh-huh. comes back, I'm like. I'm not even through this yet.
1: And you want to go through... And then
4: then you're like, how do you know I want to go through this again?
0: They don't know. know. All they're doing, Kevin, is trying to save your life.
4: Yeah, but you also have to respect decisions.
0: The reason why you're going to be interested in this particular episode is because for me, I wanted to understand his journey, how he got to where he is, how he acknowledged, embraced, and started his life as a gay man where he was at after the the cancer uh, scare and the battle and where he was at generally in life so we had a lot of laughing going on if you ask me out of the entire season i think this was my favorite i this one this just talking with kevin mochiro it was just my favorite i loved it and here i am now tearing up what is wrong with me okay <clears throat> and Finally, Woo-hoo! finally, here it is, episode 11 <laughs> of the Tinanzuki podcast. I found a man. No, not like that, everybody, calm down. I found a man who is a prolific writer and storyteller. He's so shy and he's so cool on so many levels. His name is Ndugu. Abisai. Ndugu in Kenya is, uh, is a Swahili word meaning brother or friend. And when I found Abisai, I found him uh, as I was listening to some stuff. I was just kind of scrolling through and then I heard a story of a guy who had loved and lost. And I was intrigued. And so I pulled him out and I said, man, you got to tell me your story. And tell everybody's gonna listen to his story. And this story tugs at our hearts. And let me tell you, I cried me a river. Yeah. His story is deep, it's intimate, it is reflective of nothing but love.
4: She opened eyes, her eyes, and she saw me. And I could see, so I tested, you know, her vision.
0: Uh, we follow passing, my finger Yeah, follow procedure. my finger and yeah. she she could see mm-hmm. and
4: she told me you're wearing a blue shirt at about 9.30 I bid her you know bye and told her that I'm coming tomorrow you're in hospital and we have to go
3: mm-hmm.
4: but I'll be here first thing in the in the morning and then my phone's switched off 15 minutes later Jane was no more at the time Jane was passing on I think I felt it because I cried a good one. Cried so much that the Uber driver had to, had to stop. Life is very fickle.
0: From the bottom of my heart, uh, I, I am so, I'm tied between the two. You know, Kevin Machiro, his episode, and Dugwa Abisai, they were my favorite. They were my favorite. One man that I love, 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 and another man that I met and now have come to love. Their, their stories are just unique. Yeah, so there you go. And that's the end of season one (laughs) of the Tinanzuki podcast. My God, what a ride. Fun. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Are you looking forward to the next one? Because I know I am. And uh, what I'd like to now do is request you, now that you've come to the end of this particular (laughs) season and episode with me, would you kindly send me feedback? And this is about the these are feedback I'm looking for. I want honest feedback. I want clear feedback. And uh, don't well, be, you can be gentle. Don't be brutal. But I I would love to know how to better this podcast, and how to you'd even probably give me names. That's it. Yeah. Give me names, addresses of people you would love to hear on this podcast. Cause trust me, when I tell you, I would take anything on. I would interview a poodle, and it'll tell us exactly what to do. Yes, I would. That's me. So, <clears throat> I would interview a president. Hey, Christina, Christina, go Tina. Woo! I digress. So, do yourself a favor. <laughs> I'm gonna give you my email address. My email address is Tina. That's T-I n a dot zuki zuki is n z u k i at gmail.com that's tina t i n a dot zuki n z u k i at gmail.com write me write me tell me what what uh, stood out for you in the podcast tell me what uh, did not stand out for you in the podcast uh share with me thoughts that can make the podcast better share with me names of people hey because we're now living in virtual life i can we can do even virtual interviews so go ahead um let me know who you'd love to hear on the podcast when we begin again in a few months and yeah let's see how that's gonna rock and roll fantastic i have had fun above all i thank god for the opportunity To speak with people and speak to people and speak with people. I just said that again. I do a lot of repetition. Ignore me. It's just been fun. It's been absolute absolute fun. And I want to thank the Edify Podcast Network family for just drawing me in and giving me a platform to to bring out people's stories and, and share with you their passions where they're coming from and the sum total of who they are. Because that is what the Teen and Nanzuki podcast is about. It's about you. And you are next. Woohoo! We're out of here. Boom.